Welcome back to Young and Getting Wiser. I'm your host, Caitlin, and as usual, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. This episode marks part two of Cultivating Connection, which is the very first series on the podcast. I wanted to do something that brings together one big central idea relevant to where everyone's at right now. I think one thing that we could all use right now is the power of connection. In this series, I'm going to be talking about how to create deeper connections with yourself, the world around you, the people in your life, and then lastly, we'll finish off with how to maintain that connection. I've noticed that something I struggle with sometimes is staying present in my life and creating that intentional space for things that I already have. I want to bring that conversation up to the surface, dig into that a little bit, talk about what's worked for me, and hopefully dish out some helpful advice. If you're listening to this in real time, the episodes in the series are going to be released every Thursday in November. If you're revisiting these episodes from a later date, don't mind what I just said. And before we get into today's topic, make sure to go follow the Instagram at Young and Getting Wiser for all updates to stay connected, to interact with me and other listeners and everything like that. So as part two of this series, we are getting into connection to others, forming deeper connections with the people around you, and ways Ways that we can start to create more depth in our relationships and our friendships and just everyday interactions because once you have that depth with the people that you're seeing on a daily basis or maybe that you're keeping in contact with it's going to start making the change in your life you're going to start seeing more meaning in these relationships and it's just going to be so much more valuable to both of the people or all the people in the situation. I'm gonna start today off with a little personal story of just like how I've really had to come to terms with the power of getting to know people on a deeper level and what that means for my relationship with myself, with the world, etc. Growing up, I was never the most open book in the room. I was kind of very closed off when it comes to certain things because I didn't know myself. I was trying to be someone I wasn't. It was very much just going through the motions of growing up and trying to fit in and be likable like I think most people in this world have to go through in the ages of middle school and high school and with that I also had some random trust issues that would come up so like you never know if you can trust someone to say something about yourself because then it'll go get twisted and like rumors will start and all that stupid shit that young kids will start doing anyway with that I had a very closed off relationship with people close to me and this includes my family, this includes some of my very close friends and just situations like that and at the time I had no idea that I was closed off in these friendships. It's only now that I'm looking back, reflecting and seeing like, wow, compared to where I'm at now in terms of depth and actually truly knowing things about these relationships that I have with these people, the difference in it is very clear. Opening up to other people looks different for everyone. Everyone copes and processes and just talks about things in their life completely differently. For me, what that looked like was telling people certain parts of my emotional state. That used to be pretty hard and I'm like opening up about this on this podcast now for anyone to hear, but back in the day, like that used to be pretty tough. I didn't do that up until probably high school with the people closest to me. And to skip to the part of the story where there starts to be a change, it starts transforming, I realized once I started sharing these things with these people and just sharing my emotional state, sharing vulnerable facts about just like how shit's going for me, how life is, I started feeling closer to them, they started feeling closer to me, and that 
was the start of my whole journey of seeing the value of having depth in your relationships. So now that I shared my little origin story of how I got into this, why it's so interesting for me, I want to just give you the little lowdown on why you should even care about creating the depth in your relationships. Because I can sit here and say this all day long that, oh, this is what worked for me, this is what I did. But when you don't realize how much this actually affects you, you're probably not going to care, which is totally valid. But I'm here to help remind you that the deeper connections in your life are the things that bring you meaning, they bring you a purpose, they bring you love into your daily interactions, and this sounds very sappy, very cheesy, but it's true, and they really create those got-your-back friendships or relationships or just overall connections with these other people. Why do you need that, you ask? As we all know, I don't need to preach to the choir, but we are in a world that is so cold to each other and specifically in terms of helping people so if you haven't realized being independent is seen as a very positive thing in this world and it's seen as you're successful if you're independent and you're grinding and I I talk about this all the time but the real win is interdependence and when you live with interdependence in a positive light so many more doors can open for you so many opportunities for you and everyone around you starts to arise and it's when people start to realize that oh we actually do need each other to survive and we're all connected at the end of the day so the interdependence little framework it's more rare than independence is and clearly as i mentioned we're lacking a ton of it and look where the world is right now thank you so i wanted to bring some google backed points if you don't already believe me if you're not convinced still of why we need these deeper connections so starting off with deeper connections allow individuals to learn from each other challenge their own beliefs identify their core values and expand their perspectives that's so true Another thing says, a deep connection with another person can boost your mood, lower blood pressure, and even decrease mortality. Additionally, the benefits of deep social connections and good mental health are numerous, including lower rates of anxiety and depression, higher self-esteem, greater empathy, and more trusting and cooperative relationships. That kind of goes without saying, but it's beautiful. So we're talking scientifically based reasons that deeper connections with other people are so important with that being said i'm gonna switch gears here and share my favorite methods that i've learned creates deeper interpersonal connections relationships meaningful bonds and all that juicy stuff these things i'm about to share are things that have worked for me personally i've applied all of them and just through careful analysis in all of my relationships I've seen that it produces positive impacts on both sides of the story so like you and the other person I'm going to explain these in different categories of your relationships because we have different areas obviously we have friends we have family we have romantic relationships colleagues in your network and then obviously the world around us so starting off with my favorite way to build deeper connections with your friends learn their love languages. If you don't know what the love languages are, I'm going to give you a short little crash course before I go into explaining how we use these for friends too and not just romantic relationships. So what are the five love languages? They are different ways of expressing and receiving love that works differently for each person. So the five are words of affirmation, that's one, 
quality time, that's two, receiving gifts, three, acts of service, four, and physical touch, five. Not everyone shows their love in the same way and people have different ways that they prefer to receive love as well. So your receiving love language and your giving love language can be completely different. There are so many resources and quizzes and articles and everything like that, probably some TikToks, about how to figure out which love language you have. And then through looking that up, you can probably start attributing certain characteristics to some of your friends. So if your friend Carly loves receiving things and she feels really special or she loves giving you flowers on a weekly basis or just you know giving you something new her love language is probably gifts if your friend joe loves when you wash his dishes for him or loves when you do something really nice in the house or in his office that like makes him really happy and it seems to really touch him he's probably acts of service It's really important to learn these love languages of your friends because sometimes your love languages can clash and it can create divides between you and that other person that you guys probably have no idea why it's happening. For example, say someone's really into quality time and the other person is more so just a words person and they just say things and that's how they feel close. That's fine, but when you guys don't acknowledge that, That quality time person can feel distant because they haven't physically spent time with you or whatever that quality time means for them. And then the words person feels like the quality time person hasn't said anything nice to them lately and it's just this whole mishap of communication. Everyone, no matter who you are, no matter if you're friends, if you're dating, if you're family, everyone has their love languages and this is what builds that deeper connection because then you learn how to create a more positive exchange between the both of you. I want to also note for friends that the power of female friendships is something so beautiful, so amazing. I actually want to do a whole nother episode on this. And when you really take advantage of understanding each other's love languages as a female friendship and having that innate just deepness to your connection, it's so amazing and it's such a bright light around your friendship and it can be as long as you guys are like a healthy friendship and everything like that and it just becomes so much fun like if you know your girl loves receiving chocolates on the reg just to show that you love her like that's so cute and it's so kind and it's so nice and I recommend everyone ask their friends what their love languages are and just notice how that kind of shifts the dynamic for the better moving on to family so Family is an interesting one. Everyone obviously has a different family dynamic. When you're raised in a, maybe it's unhealthy, maybe it's toxic dynamic, you might not feel drawn to creating that deeper connection and that's totally okay. Everyone's situation is completely different. I also want to talk about how interesting it is as you grow up and you become your full adult self and start to realize that your relationship with your family is also your responsibility too like it's no longer your distant relatives responsibility to ask you how school was and ask you the questions all about you like it's time for you to start asking them questions about themselves and figuring out things about their life and start to suggest when you guys hang out and things like that that's been a really interesting shift to experience and i'm sure other people are experiencing that too but I digress so one of my favorite things that I've done recently and that my family has really loved recently which is like a pleasant surprise is playing we're not really strangers together for those who don't know what it is it's just a card game that 
you pull questions from and then you read them and someone answers them. There's a certain way that you can play it where it's a charted thing and at the end you can ask the person any question that you want and they have to be honest and the whole concept is you can play this with a stranger on the street or you can play this with anyone close to you. So when I first got this game, I thought of playing it with my roommates, I thought of playing with my boyfriend and just, you know, like people you're around in your social circle. But I usually didn't resort to thinking, oh, I'm going to play this with my family one day. Randomly, we brought it out, we started playing it, and it really digs deep into certain parts of your family members' minds that you may not have thought of. Because with family, you get so caught up in the regular routines of like who's responsible for what, who's thinking about what. Like your dynamics, they're very routine in family situations. So playing a game like this where you're asking these deeper questions like what's something I need to hear right now? Or if you could go back and change one thing about XYZ, like what would it be and why? And it's those small questions that turn into big conversations, particularly with parents. I feel like it's easy to think you know them based on your interactions with them. And you'd be surprised how much you can learn about your parents and their entire life that they had before they had you and seeing them in a different light. It's just very eye-opening and it helps you get to know them for who they are and not your idea of them. And that's a very powerful thing. We're Not Really Strangers has different expansion packs that you can buy and I wish I was sponsored because I love this game so much. I always play it but I'm not and you can buy a friendship pack, relationship pack, family pack like they have everything because they're all up in this niche. Um, you can also find similar games though and I know Quizlet has some of the questions online for free so if you have a Quizlet account that would be an awesome thing you just tap through the deck of cards online and that way everybody wins you didn't hear it from me moving on to category number three which is relationships so when I say relationships I'm talking romantic relationships boyfriend girlfriend everything in between this one it can be easier or easiest, I think, to form a deeper connection when you're in a romantic relationship because that's where your energy is focused on. And this is the part that society tells us we should be focusing on when it comes to depth and building and everything like that. With that being said, even though this can be our biggest focus in a lot of ways when it comes to deepening a bond with someone, it can be easy to forget the basics that keep you really strong. So, I also have multiple episodes on relationships in general that you can check out, so I'm not going to be a broken record here, but I will just remind that my stance on this is always have those deep talks together. It makes the biggest difference, and sharing that honesty about where you guys are at, where each of you are coming from, and the honesty about your faults and owning up to things is going to make the biggest difference here. I also want to mention never stop getting to know your partner because even if you feel like you guys are close, maybe you guys live together, maybe you're married, you never should stop getting to know this person. Even if you feel like you know all parts of them, keep asking those questions, keep finding out different things that they're into and ask the things that maybe you guys asked in those first few dates get a new refresher because people change. People change every week. I change my life path idea probably twice a week. So think of that times everyone in your life, you know? Like people change, never stop asking those questions and always be honest. 
I feel like I do have to bring up colleagues and your network and just professional side of connections too because that's a huge part of a lot of our lives. What I've learned there is always stay curious, always know that you will learn something from these people and don't take that work in corporate brick wall of hiding emotions and hiding personal details so seriously. You know, you're dealing with another person, even if you're interacting with them on a very frequent basis, you guys are only talking about work, maybe you guys go out to your work happy hours or whatever, but like, do you know them? I feel like there's become such a softer boundary of work life and real life, and once you start realizing that it's okay to ask your coworker personal things, as long as they're not intrusive, obviously, learn that line, (laughs) but like, it's okay to ask them things about themselves, like, what are your hobbies? What do you do in your free time? Like the the basics that actually help you get to know a person on a deeper level other than what you're doing with this corporate job. I've been learning that some of the best business relationships and networking relationships that you form are created from finding those common interests and treating them like they're another person and they're not just some corporate robot because that's what everyone is at the end of the day, not the robot part sharing things especially with women if you are working with women and you guys aren't sharing anything that's a key part of like literally existing as a woman is you need to share things to feel connected with someone that's like most basic level of connection for the females now my point is get connected with your coworkers. don't be afraid to learn things about them outside of the work environment but of course everyone's work is different everything is circumstantial here Take it with a grain of salt, if you will, and you don't need to go hang out with this person's family, but it helps. It helps make the teamwork better. It helps make everything just a little bit more smooth, and it makes you guys feel like a closer working team. Moving on to my final favorite way to create a deeper connection, and this category is with the world around you. So we have a whole episode about this one coming up and that's actually next week. So perfect segue here, but I will leave you with my best takeaway from things I've experienced and just how to create that depth in the world around me. And it was learning that everything is connected. And I'm just going to leave it there because we are going to be talking all about that in episode three of Cultivating Connections series, where I talk about gratitude, talking about the fact that everything's connected, everyone's connected, and how that can come together to create something very beautiful for people that tune into that. I hope that with today's special episode, all about interpersonal relationships and forming those deeper, meaningful relationships in particular was able to bring you some insight on how you can do this in your life maybe during this time that we start coming together with more of our family you start suggesting a little game to get to know everyone a little bit deeper (laughs) not my fault if they laugh they probably will but just go along with it laugh with it and then start having those deep conversations i noticed a couple of common themes between all the tips i shared they were honesty vulnerability and curiosity I feel like bringing those into your relationships is really going to help open a lot of doors and show you a greater appreciation of things that were in front of you that you might not have looked twice at. This wraps up the episode for today. I hope you enjoyed and got some positive takeaways from it. 
I love doing this little series and having all four of these episodes be connected. It's really exciting and it helps motivate me to create the next one for you as well. I hope you have a great rest of whatever time of day it is for you. My name is Caitlin. I'm your host on Young and Getting Wiser and I will talk to you next Thursday.